Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano and Steve Jordahl. We're broadcasting from our studios here in Tupelo, Mississippi. All right, Steve. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are everybody? you, sir? I'm well. I'm well. It's been a been a well, challenging couple of weeks, but it's a good day. Why is that, Steve? Um, I don't want to get personal. Uh, no. We know the Raiders lost, but other yeah. than that, what's, <laughs> what's been challenging? Uh, <laughs> you're going to be sorry. Or if you, you really want to pry into somebody, you asked me pry into somebody's business. You say, "What can I pray for you for, Steve?" Um, yeah, you don't want to. Now, be, now, at this point, Christians are usually generic. Yeah, in your I, response, I right? lost. Or somebody getting detail. You're going to be sorry you asked. I lost my mom last week. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> No, not at all. No, uh, no I, I, knew, I knew that. I please knew that. Uh, but I feel I, bad at all. It's I, I, well. <laughs> I, I brought I, it I, up, I, so I brought it up. Yeah, so no, I owe an apology to you for our listeners because they. I didn't mean to go that direction. I was. Well, I was talking about something. You were talking together. about the Raiders. Yeah, the, the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. I was. No, no. In all seriousness, uh, we will lift you up. Thank you. Because losing your parent is hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a tough week. God's grace is more than abundant. Um, I am yeah. so in awe of my dad. Yeah, well, tell pastor. me about the influence of your mother on your Christian life. Oh, um, she was a a woman, of course, of strong faith. Um, she, they, y'all were missionaries. We were, yeah, in Madagascar, Madagascar. for uh, five years uh, on the mission field. She led me to the Lord. I remember kneeling by my bedside at four or five years old in Santa Cruz, California, and she led me to the Lord. Um, talk to me about Jesus and everything. Um, just a really strong, gracious, gracious woman. Um, what was her name? Marilyn. Okay. You know, a lot of times people don't, uh, and we'll, we'll get to the news, but a lot of times people don't understand, because I, I was in the pastorate for many years. The, the wife of a preacher yeah. or a missionary or a pastor, man, they're just, they're like superwoman. You know, I mean, they, they get all the spiritual warfare Get a lot of the criticism, mm-hmm. all that, and and uh, yet faithfully stand by their husbands. Uh, you know, uh, so who, in a way, can kind of fight back. Their husbands can at least have input into their right. ministry and the criticism of their ministry. I, people, I was in ministry for ten years. People come to my wife and say, um, "How come your husband's doing this or that and the other in the choir or whatever?" Yeah. And what could she say? It's just, yeah. it's just way unfair. But mom was gracious. And in fact, they worked at a church. It's just a phenomenal church in California, conservative church yeah. in Santa Cruz, one of the most liberal bastions <laughs> in California. Dad was on staff there for for 40 years or wow. more on the same church. And they are, this church is flying the whole family. My folks just moved to Tennessee uh, about five months ago. They don't really know anybody there yet. Yeah. They are flying the whole family back to California, the churches. Wow. In order to attend the memorial back there, where people remember her, so wow, she's a good woman, and she's and uh, she was a good woman, and I can't wait to see her again. God is uh, Amen. that's faithful. So, go hey, next story. Um, let's talk about uh, voting, <laughs> the voting law. Do you know that um, this voting law that is uh, being considered in Congress, um, it's asking for things like 
voter ID. It's it's banning. It wants to ban things like voter ID and other uh, voter security measures. And uh, but do you know this is a, a Remington Research Group fo- poll? It found that seventy nine percent of voters, black voters in Michigan, support voter ID. It's nearly eighty percent of black voters. Why, why would why wouldn't they exactly? Right. How racist is it to, for you to say? Uh, well, they can't find a, a ID or they can't get ID. I mean, it's like the the Babylon Bee even took off no, on look, this. Uh, what's going on here? And most everybody's heard about this voter proposed voter law that the Democrats are not going to be able to get through in Washington D.C. I tell you what, Ed Battagliano, my associate here. Tell me when you're through texting. Yeah, I was, I was going to. I was <laughs> about to. We're doing live radio here. Brent. I need to ask you a question. I was about to text Brent Creeley something. I'm three feet from you here. Yeah, well, I, I, I can't actually say this out loud. Yeah. But anyway. I apologize. You, do you need to get through? No, no, you? go ahead. Okay. If you need to hit sand, go ahead. I'll wait. No, I'm not done yet. So. Okay. So uh, you, had, you and I were talking this morning in your office, and you framed the issue, I think, as clearly as anyone I've heard in terms of why the Democrats in Washington, D.C. and Biden are promoting a new law for, 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 to control voting nationwide. Right. You want to set that up for us? Yeah, this is, this is what I said. Now, this is <clears throat> overly, a little bit overly simplistic, but for a lot of the controversy over this uh, Voting Rights Act, so-called, this is, this is the way it developed. We had regulations for voting in all the states before COVID. Then COVID hit, and because people were afraid to go to the voting place, they relaxed the voting laws and regulations for COVID. And then after COVID, states wanted to go back to the way it was before COVID, and they're now being accused of being restrictive Mm-hmm. on voting rights because they simply want to go back to what they, the way we used to do it before COVID when you had all these mail-in ballots and frankly, a lot of ballot harvesting. Now that, that doesn't cover all the controversies over this bill, but to me that is in large part why people are criticizing, especially red states. You're trying to restrict, restrict, restrict voting. Well, technically you are, because you're going back to the laws that existed before COVID. Another way of saying it is you're trying to secure voting. This, and you, you may have read that uh, coach, Alabama coach Nick Saban right. and, uh, and uh, Hall of Fame basketball player Jerry West sent a letter to Joe Manchin. Both of whom have ties to West Virginia. Right, they both have ties to West Virginia. They, they asked him to please support this bill. Now, what was not reported about the, uh, the Nick Saban letter was that uh, Manchin told reporters that Saban had added a footnote that was not included in the release letter saying he supports the filibuster, don't get rid of it, but pass the voting law. Why do you think that someone like Nick Saban or these people who, Alabama, fairly probably conservative, have never had any kind of inkling of his political involvement before, why would he say something like this? Listen to the way that Fox News describes this bill. They say um, they wanted him, uh, Saban wanted Joe Manchin to support sweeping legislation to protect the right to vote. 
and um, they, they're, they're, but, that's a bunch of garbage. Well, th- there's no is, nobody's restricting anybody's. But this is how Fox right News is describing it. The package before the Senate would make Election Day a national holiday and require access to early voting and mail-in ballots that became overwhelmingly popular during the COVID-19 pandemic. Voting advocates nationwide had warned Republican-led states had passed laws making it more difficult for Black Americans and others to vote by consolidating polling locations and requiring certain types of identification and ordering other changes. Who wouldn't oppose that? Look, if these... Who would if, if, if these... If the, he's, no, oh. Yeah, uh, whatever it means. You would, right. support, you would support that. Right. Listen. Sorry. If these laws, which uh, were uh, maybe 11 or 12 states, these state voter integrity laws that were passed after, as, you know... If they are unconstitutional or if they deny people the right to vote, then go to court because it should be easy to prove. Okay? It should be easy to prove. It's like Ed said earlier. In some of these states, the laws were in place. They were relaxed and then uh, and they were exploited, quite frankly. But nobody's denied. I wish these uh People who are supporting this give us examples of where people have were, are, are, have been denied the right to vote, or where they're going to be denied the right to vote. They would have to they would have to say that they were denied the right to vote before COVID hit, because all they're doing is they are withdrawing some of the expansions that were that were made because people were afraid to go to the voting booth. They were afraid to go because they were afraid of catching COVID. Right. So you'd have to say that going back to the way it was before COVID, those people were denied the right to vote. No one's being denied the right no, to vote in that's these what I, That's states. why I call it garbage. Yes. And, and this idea that black people don't know how to get a photo ID? That's racist. <laughs> this is the headline from the uh, Babylon Bee. White liberals watch in amazement as black man acquires ID. Yes. I mean, That's why you said insulting. 80% of African Americans yes. surveyed in that poll said they don't have a problem with showing a photo ID to vote. They don't. And so, you know who, why? So, where, they, so who's making this up? Because they have to show a photo ID to board a plane. They have to show a, a photo use ID. It, use it often. They, all the time they have to have to find. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm insulted on behalf of black Americans. They can They can defend themselves, okay? I'm just saying it sounds to me like they're being insulted. And they're being it's they're pa- being it's patronizing. Yes, it's patronizing to say Patron- a, a black person can't figure out how to get a, an yeah. ID to go vote. Now, let me just say this: uh, Jerry West, the legendary uh, NBA player from West Virginia, for those who remember basketball back in the right. si- '60s, he was my favorite player growing yeah. up. Number forty-four, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then also the other uh, Nick so- celebrity on there was Alabama. Oliver Luck. Daryl Talley, who are both NFL players, yeah. and Paul Tagliabue also signed right. the letter. But, but the big name the on there is Nick Saban, Nick the Saban. Co- coach at Alabama, the football coach at Alabama, who's a living legend, mm-hmm. by the way, and the greatest college football coach in the history. There's no question about that. There's no dispute about that. Right. But uh, for him to come out in favor of uh, this Democrat bill was very disappointing. To a lot of people, yeah. Uh, because the things that, for the reasons we just discussed here. Right. Uh, and I don't know why he did it, quite frankly. I've heard. 
<laughs> my guess, my guess would be everything in his life probably revolves around the football program in Alabama, because of the changes made by the NCAA. The Alabama football um, uh, program is going to have to compete with other schools that are going to want to uh, draw with incentives, financial incentives, blue chip candidates to their schools. I think it's all about him uh, getting people to come to his school. Well, he's not had a problem with that so far. He well, hasn't read the uh, – obviously hasn't read the poll. This is 79% of Michigan or black voters like the idea law, but oh, he wants to get black recruits. He thinks that this is going to make him more pac- popular now, in the now black Now, wait a community. minute. Wait a minute. Let me just say this, okay? Let me just say, as we talk about this, we're impugning motives to a man which we don't really know what the motives were. Correct. Okay? You're, you're Correct. right. Okay, so we're we're guessing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and some because he may he may say no, I believe in this bill. Yeah, yeah. he may say that. He may say that. Uh, but a more <laughs> cynical view <laughs> would be that he's pandering to black athletes, and that he, is cynical on my part. Okay, so I because apologize for he that. doesn't want to be accused of being. A racist mm-hmm. because he doesn't support a piece of legislation that the Democrat Party says if you don't support it, you're Jim Crow. Yes, right. <laughs> which is what it, the president said. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. So um, my guess, this could even though these are West Virginia guys, Saban and Jerry West, Terry West, and some of the others, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing didn't start rolling out across the country where. The coach at Auburn is called up by the media and says, hey, are you for this or against this bill? Sure. Nick it, Saban said. Nick Saban says you need to be for the Democrat bill changing the election laws. What do you say? And if the Auburn, co- point. If the Auburn coach says, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't agree with Coach Saban on this one. That, oh, so you're for restricting black people from voting? Is that what you're for? This is this is what you're what you're suggesting is makes it kind of like the kneeling for the national anthem thing. Yeah. Remember how yeah. you had to choose the yeah. you know you had to choose one side or the other if you were a coach. Yeah, yeah. I, so hey, listen, you know what? Uh, I, I would just say this. You know, any, anybody's, especially Coach Saban in his career. Uh, I know. Listen, people hate people because they win too much. Right. <laughs> it's human nature. So we're always everybody's looking for some way to nitpick uh somebody if they're the king of the hill. Right. Huh? That's yeah. always gone on through human history and always will. Yeah. So you uh but that uh so I but personally, and I'm Mississippi State guy, I've always admired Coach Saban because he doesn't humiliate his opponents. Right. He always is respectful both before the game and after the game, and it doesn't matter if he beats you sixty to nothing. He's right. going to say those guys played hard, yeah, and our, our guys won, and I'm proud and move on to that. So I, he he doesn't he's not a trash talker, and he, I've always respected that. And it seemed like his players love him. Oh, right, and he stands and up for his him. players. You, huh? Oh, you would not yes. believe how much so, he stands up for his players. So yeah. so one one action like this does not define a man's career. Right. You know, I still have a lot of respect for Coach Saban, but this is this is terrible what he did right here. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. Supporting this law that the Democrats are putting up, which would take over the federal, uh, take over basically take over our elections, our state elections, and and promoting things that aren't true. Right. You know what I want to ask Nick, Nick Coach Saban. Yeah. Which I, I won't ever get the chance. I want to ask him. So you're saying 
that the laws as currently defined by the legislature of your state are racist and have been racist and need to be replaced by federal mandates for how elections are going to run. You don't trust the people running your state. That's what he has, and he has to say yes. Listen, I would just say this. If you're going to sign your name to this kind of a letter, and Coach Saban said in 2020 he wasn't ever getting involved in politics. Right. Well, now you are. And if you're going to sign a letter like this, you need to do a press conference where you stand up and you answer questions yes. about why you think this is so important. And it doesn't need to be cliche. It needs to be detailed. Right. And uh, you, huh? Am I right? No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, don't sign it because it appears like you're signing something you don't know what's in it. You understand what I'm saying? And if you do know what's in it, you need to defend that. You need to defend it. Because you are impugning the reputations of your of, own of your own state. That's just, the people in charge of it. Yeah. You know, when the reporters go after those other uh, SEC coaches, I want to hear the answer they get from LSU coach Ed Orgeron. Coach Orgeron, do you support the voting bill? <laughs> Steve, uh, he was fired. Was he really? Yeah, he well, was. there you go. Probably because he didn't. Yeah, did, and, is that the way he talked? I, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, you haven't heard it? Oh, no. Uh, man, uh, 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 Steve, I'll let you take Coach Ogeron's lawyer's call on, <laughs> on slandering the man. Okay, you can take that one, all right? All right, I got it. Uh, he has Coach Ogeron at LSU, the former coach, has a very unique and distinct accent. Okay. Uh, it's deep. I didn't know. No, it, didn't. It's deep Bayou Cajun. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, and that was Steve's imitation of it? And that was Steve's it? imitation <laughs> of it, yes. Next story, Steve. Okay. Moving hey. right along. <laughs> and, and in other news. In other news, what else could we uh, talk about that could get me in trouble? How about let's talk about Penn swimmer uh, Leah Thomas, the, uh, the transgender, dude? the dude, that, the guy that is, uh, yeah. The dude that's swimming the dude against that's the girls? swimming against the girls. Okay. Um, uh, Michael Phelps, the U.S. Olympic superstar, is speaking out on this. And, boy, is he speaking his mind, taking a bold stance um, for this, <laughs> Michael Phelps, like in the greatest swimmer the of greatest all time, swimmer of all time. Exactly. What, what did he say? Well, let's listen to it. Cut 10. I can talk from a standpoint of, of doping. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've competed in a clean field in my entire career. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think this leads back to the organizing committees again, um, because it has to be a level playing field. I think that's something that, that we all need. Um, because it's it, like, that's what sports are. Uh, and, and for me, um, I, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know um, what's going to happen. Um, I, I believe that we all should feel comfortable with who we are in our own skin. Um, but I think sports should all be played at an even playing field. Yeah. And he, I think he also said that, that this <clears throat> issue was complicated. It's a complicated issue. He, well, yeah. what he's saying there is, no, I don't believe boys should race against girls in the pool. That, but, he, but he's also saying, i got to be careful how I say that. That's the LGBTQ community come down on my head and take and, over my social media. Right. And, huh? I, and I lose sponsorships and all that kind and of stuff. And I lose stuff. sponsorships, so I want to try to split the baby here. Yeah. Uh, but basically, he's saying, he, if you listen to him, he's saying a level playing field. Yeah. What he's saying is it's wrong for boys to compete against girls in athletics and count that. Yeah. Am I right? Because he was, and again, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he it sounds like he was comparing the biological benefits of being a male and transitioning to, quote-unquote, female, comparing that with doping. 
Is that uh, yep, uh, yep, yep. that seems yep. to be what he's comparing it to? You're giving he's an cheating. unfair advantage, cheating. Yeah. Well, we'll see where this goes. Uh, the Olympic Committee, for example, the NCAA, if they don't stop this, you're, you're going to have six foot three dudes dunking on five eleven girls pretty soon, right? In college basketball, I mean, there's no stopping it if you let boys compete against girls, right? In sports and call it legit. Yeah. There's no stopping it. So, and you got, you got to be unafraid to speak up and call it what it is. Uh, you, you just, uh, I don't care how much testosterone reducer you take. Is that what they call it? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't it's not called that. That was a tortured way to say it, but <laughs> well, what they say is here's what the NCAA says. Okay. Uh, dude. Okay. This is me. This is my language. Okay, dude here, take these. Uh, pills which uh, denigrate your body mass and your muscular orientation and then come back and see us. And once you get down to a certain level where you don't have any muscle mass anymore in your male body. Or not as much. Then then you yeah, then you can come back and compete against the girls. So we'll we'll yeah. pretend you're a woman. Which, which is not the, the full story. The full story is that as you are growing, your bones lengthen they get denser, your heart grows, your lungs expand, and your ability for your uh, our, uh, veins and arteries to supply your muscles with oxygen, all that can't be reversed. You're still... No matter how many pills you that's take. That's right. So you may, you may lose some muscle mass because you're taking estrogen, but all that other stuff's still in place. You're still a male. You're still a man. You're still a male, and and so they need to forget that idea, right? And just say, "Hey, listen, if you're a boy, you race in that, you race against those people. That's your pool over that's there. That's your pool over there. If you're a girl, you go over there. Next right. question, right? See, it's, that's not complicated, is it? Now, huh? You you wouldn't think it was complicated, but they sure are making it complicated. No, yeah. Well, it's all an attack on gender. Because it's an attack on it's an attack on God, absolutely, right, and His design for uh, right people. Yeah. So, uh, right? Yes. This is this all these culture war issues that we discuss on this program and as a ministry all boil down to what you just said. This is a war over God. It is, and God has designed humanity, human sexuality, the family, marriage, gender, all those kinds of things, uh, and the secular. Uh, progressives and others like unto them, they hate God. They hate God's design. So we're going to rebel against it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I, I should yeah. say that, that there are people who believe you know they're they have a tri- transgendered my, mindset. The church should be sympathetic to those people. We should not be in favor of mistreatment or abuse. Um, but we cannot deny the truth in showing compassion to people who are suffering from delusion. Well, where do you think this is going, Steve? You think the NCAA is going to step up and do the right thing? I uh, have no faith in that. I think what's going to happen is that this is going to hit the Olympics, and people are going to stop watching. Yeah. And the, the Olympics, which needs to uh. be supported by millions and millions of advertising dollars, are not going to have those dollars, and they're going to be put in between I, a rock and a hard place. But I tell you what we're on the verge of. Some, some dude who's really good at tennis is going to figure out all I got to do is say I'm a girl. I, I slaughter these girls. I'm the number one player in the world. 
You know the money I make? That's right. The attention I get? And you think advertisers and companies won't be forced to give contracts? Yes. Sneaker contracts? Somebody's going to do that. Yeah. You watch. Somebody's going to do that. And uh, it's not going to happen. It's going to happen in in, in the multiple sports. So, uh, all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us here on today's issue. Steve, appreciate it. My pleasure. My thanks to Ed, Brent, Stephen Bolt, our guest, Fred Jackson. And we'll see you back here tomorrow, everybody. Mm -hmm.